You're listening to the Driven by Design Now Awards podcast. I'm Mark Bergen, the founder of Driven by Design, and joining me is... Kirsten Mann. How are you, Mark? Oh, look, I'm well, Kirsten. <laughs> Kirsten, this is the Now Awards Collection 18. It is. It's, it feels like it's gone very quickly, doesn't it? it? I, they just seem to be going so fast. But listeners, as we've been uh, reminding everybody, this is an audio-visual medium. We do recommend you look at the show notes mm. attached to this because then these projects that we're going to talk about will make so much more sense. And also when you do that, you're not only going to get to the five projects that we're going to cover here, you'll get to the other 20 that make up this collection, five gold projects, 20 silver that have come from our global survey of what's changing in the world this, in this month. Kirsten, what's going to be our first project we're going to be well, talking about? we've got a theme around accelerating change. And there's a very loose thread that will make sense later as well. But <laughs> So listeners, I'm going to help you out there. Kirsten has been really kind. She, uh, when we were looking at this as our notes, she looked at me and she said, these don't really seem to hang together. And I said, exactly. <laughs> she looked at me like, who's the crazy person I'm talking to here? And I said, no. The usual. Actually, it's a normal look. The normal look. But change isn't linear. Neat. And it's not neat, neat. it's not linear, it's got chaos in it. And so what we're doing here is we're bringing you a couple of projects that fit into different forms of care, one being about um, uh, clinical care, the other one being about aged care. Mm -hmm. We're also going to bring you a project here which is about how a city's been built out. We've got how our industry experts working out how to go use design systems to help them accelerate the rate of change. And I think we're probably going to start here with how do people who are awesome at managing buildings use their intelligence on understanding how to accelerate change? So the first one is actually Neuron, and this is by Arup. Now, Arup recently took out the Design Champion Award in Melbourne because they're across all of these oh, areas. They have just got their fingers in so many places, haven't they? So they look at how the engineering works during a building life cycle, mm -hmm. which is somewhere between 30 to 50 years. They look at how the building actually comes together as it's been built, which is somewhere between two and 10 years. And something close to our soul is they apply human-centred design techniques across that end-to-end -end cycle. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that I'm, I'm really interested in Arup as a firm because they're engineers, but they get the human-centeredness. Oh, and the projects that they're doing, this is, this is one of those things. We've been doing the Design in the Boardroom series, and we, what we've seen is people who get the value of design accelerate to the next level. And you can see by the projects these guys are doing and producing – the quality and everything that they're starting to, they're really ahead of everybody else. And, and also in the case of the Neuron Project here, they're focusing on how, how can they better create human-centered design systems that make the building life cycle, the day-to-day -day management of the building work better because the reality is there are a whole bunch of isolated systems that don't integrate well that means that the building management, it's not like a diehard movie where there's one central console that somebody <laughs> that can look at. controls everything. Yeah, it's, but it, in their case, it is well, now. Actually, <laughs> this is like the diehard movie. How come yeah. we didn't pick that up before? Yeah. So, we so, weren't thinking of Bruce Willis. Uh, there you go. No, actually, so let's upgrade it. It's Mission Impossible. Right. Okay, so Mission Impossible from Arup and Neuron. How do you get that one console? It means that you can turn all of the building systems on and off, manage them gracefully. Yeah, and they've used 
this com- a combination of technologies we hear kind of people talk about very, you know, often as if they're everywhere, right? But And 5G, I, Internet of Things, big data, cloud computing, AI technology, all of these things, they've actually put this into a cohesive system of use, right? And so you can basically control the building. And what I love about this is that this is actually out of the Hong Kong studio for Arup, which means that they've now got, you know, they've got distributed capacity mm. right around the world. It's a brilliant project to go see. See, you know, intelligent buildings is definitely the way we want to go because intelligent buildings are more efficient, therefore they're better for our environment. Well, let's stick to Asia, I think, now, right? Because we're going to go across to Ho Chi Minh City Central Park. Now, this is we've seen a couple of interesting projects along this line, for example, New York, but really what this is doing is looking at layers and layering urban amenities in a sense. Yeah, and when, you, when you're trying to go build out a city, there's a period of the city which is normally highly disruptive where you're trying to go do the things under the street level mm-hmm. and then you wind up one, uh, putting things on top of that which is the public realm, parks, uh, you know, shared spaces and often that's expressed at a junction where you have a train station that pops out of the ground because the train uh, the train operator owns the site, they can either choose to do value capture and put a building on, on the site or they'll put a park there. Mm-hmm. And in this case here, the, the government in Ho Chi Minh City have decided that they're going to create a central park with a station in the middle. So this is pretty special, isn't it, Mark? It is. This is uh, really that point where... The, the government in Vietnam is stepping up and they're saying our central park, it's a statement station, it's a statement park. They're combining multiple layers in there. It's part of their urban build-out strategy and it's also, it's uplifting the public amenity there yeah. in the public and look, realm. And this is another one where the design is just amazing. You've got the railway, you've got the park. It's it's really impressive. So it's one that you've got to go and look at the site again. We know the people involved with that lava who operate out of both Germany and out of Australia. They've recently been working on the uh, World Expo Pavilion for the German government. I know a few other projects that they've done. They just do awesome work. But then they've also partnered up with uh, Aspect Studio, who are a, a world-renowned Australian-based studio who specialise in how do you make parks and how do you make landscaping come to life. And one final thing with this one is because um, we're talking about you know building a better future all the time, what's really interesting is they've in their planning and everything, they've put artificial plants, but they're not just there to be decorative things, right? They're basically there for um, water purification where they're collecting rainwater and being, basically recycling that and using it for drinking and fire hydrants and all the rest of it. So it's it, they've, And they've done different versions of trees. They've got ventilation trees, which are creating fresh air, and they've got solar trees, which are kind of doing um, solar power. So it, it's really fascinating how they've said, how do we actually design the sustainable environment as well? And we know that in, in the developing world, so particularly in the tiger nations of Asia that have been growing so quickly, and also in Africa – the government signalling of these aspects of sustainability are important to us mm-hmm. is very important. Putting these elements in the central park in their, you know, their headline project mm-hmm. that they're going to have sends a signal to the population that the government and the country value sustainability. That makes it awesome. Well, and I suppose we've got to go now to the other extreme, almost like in terms. And when I say other extreme, something that is a completely different types of project. So where are we looking at now, Mark? Well, I think we need to go and have a look at a conference 
activation yeah, it's, here. It's nothing really like what we were just talking about. Well, so what's really interesting here is this project here, the Atsuka conference stand. Look at the site and look at and look at the visuals, but just for a moment, give me your mind and give you give me your attention. Imagine if there was a disease that clinicians who were specialists weren't aware of and weren't reminded, but it affected a huge number of people in a population. And it also meant that if it wasn't picked up early, that these people would have continual chronic disease and, and clinical management issues. And this is pretty scary, right? Like I, re- I was reading through this one. I was thinking, geez, you know, the, the disease is ADPKD. So it doesn't really roll off the tongue, but it's one of the most common life-threatening genetic diseases. And it affects approximately 10,000 Australians. So it's not a small number that this is being affected by this disease. Now, I must say, before I saw this project, I'd never heard of a nephrologist. And I'm sure I mumbled some of that there. So apologies <laughs> to all the nephrologists that are out there. But basically... But it's what, kidneys. Yeah, it's kidneys. And you get these cysts that develop and basically cause kidney failure. So it's pretty serious. And that means dialysis, mm-hmm. which then means that it's a huge cost to the community. But most importantly, it's an interruption to people's lives. If this is caught early, then it's been able, it's able to be put through a clinical management process and it's something which you continually need to manage, but it's a little bit like high blood pressure. We used to have people dying all the time from it. Now we know that we're managing them well and it's a pill a day and they're very happy. So this was their whole concept around this was to get attention, but then to activate people to do something about that as well. And so what they've done is they've created this really amazing stand which drew attention to people. They kind of talk about and educate people about the disease and then what you can do about it. But it was quite a clever approach to try to bring some awareness to something people would just be totally unaware of. And the reason that we've got this, you know, we've got a project here which has lots of technology in it and neuron. We've got a major construction site here in Ho Chi Minh City. And we're talking here about how design is being used to go and get people who are experts in their field, but to to rekindle their imagination of how they can actually not necessarily use that expertise, but how they can thwart the onset of a disease by having awareness and knowledge. That, to me, is a great way for design to be used in a communications. And designing a better future, right? So... And we're getting to a bit more of a common theme now with our next project, which is Threadcam. This project here is about helping people, particularly with dementia care. Age care is something which is probably more if you think about a supportive allied health mm-hmm. rather than that, that those three really important layers of your general practitioner, your, your emergency hospital admissions, and then your specialist that's in there. So the uh, primary, secondary and tertiary care. Then we get into how you're supporting people in health. And so what Threadcare manages to do is it is tiring for people who are trying to assist somebody with dementia to retell the same story. Mm. And through through using an iPad-based device that they're able to go build a story up that helps. It's a bit like the notebook, isn't it? It is in that movie, (laughs) but electronically. (laughs) But but it helps them also build stats over where is the person missing their story, uh, where can we help them? Because 
there are ways to intervene in dementia, but we need some knowledge to go do that. Mm. Thread care builds up some of that knowledge base for the people who are trying to go and deal in therapeutic ways to interrupt those dementia cycles. And it also means that the person is able to be self-orientated and the people that are supporting them are able to go and hit the key things that are triggers for them to help get the person comfortable and reorientated. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful way to create threads mm-hmm. while they're in care. So they've probably got the right name for the project, calling it Thread Care. And it's another way if we go think and say, well, gee, we've got all these baby boomers heading into dementia care. And, you know, the baby boomers are coming through, the largest population that we have. Mm-hmm. And we better work out some efficient ways to deal with them because dementia isn't getting better. We now just have more people entering yeah. it. So, and I think it, that leads us pretty nicely to our final project for this month as well, which is Time Attack. Now, this is something that – it's something that you, you, when you think about it, it seems so obvious. So, let's get the situation there of, of what's going on here. So, I've, I've been admitted into a hospital. Yep. I'm in the bed in the hospital. And the nurse comes in and does it, checks and, and does – maybe gives you medicine or whatever. What do they typically do? Well, then they go write things on a chart. Yeah, and then they leave. And they leave <laughs> and then there's handovers. Uh, yep. And the idea of time attack is to go give them high visual prompts mm-hmm. to know that what needs to be done. These are people who don't need to look at a chart every time, giving them support tools – so that they can actually just look and they look over the bed head and they see Mark and they say, Mark needs to have his teeth brushed. Uh, he's on a life support system. He can't brush his own teeth. There's a red flag on it that says that hasn't been done and it reminds them that it's now urgent to be done. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't just dismiss it and not do it, but there's some really good visual prompting there, right? You give up so much. <laughs> Listeners, it, it is such a gift doing this podcast with Kirsten because I learn about the fact that she's somebody who hits the snooze button in the morning and then hits the snooze button. No, it, the good nurses and the good doctors do not hit the snooze and get rid of the alert. They actually treat the person that they're caring, but it helps prompt them in that process. Yeah, and it's something that you wouldn't think about typically about improving, but it's and this is another one where it's really valuable if you go and see the um, site to see the different uses of this because even with different patients, right, you can basically sanitise, reuse, and it goes to the next patient. So I think there's something really um, – potentially also preventing problems from happening because people, bad handwriting, they just simply didn't understand. Having those visual prompts and guidance is really important. And, you know, the origin of the project here goes back to an infectious diseases physician Mm -hmm. who they realised that there was an issue on checking catheters Mm -hmm. to see if there were blood clots. Now... We all know blood clots, they then turn around and they become strokes, they become embolisms in mm-hmm. the lungs. They have dramatic you know, ex- uh, say acceleration in severity when it comes to just mismanagement. Mm-hmm. And the idea that people, because it's not 15 minutes for every patient, it's actually different times, the clinician can set up what the frequency of that time is yep. and they're getting reminded. And in a way, this goes back to similar to what we had with Neuron, we're giving people decision support tools so that they can actually perform better. Yeah, and work more effectively and, and take the stress out of those roles. And, you know, these guys, have done, they've done a great job. First thing, they were disposable tags. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, that's not enough. They've managed to go actually work out how to have a reusable tag. 
They've got it CE marked. It's ready to go as a class one it's medical device. It's a beautiful device. cycle of where they've really, they've learnt, they've iterated and responded. And the end product that they're kind of creating is pretty impressive. And, and hopefully what we've been able to go do for our listeners is show them that this isn't actually Facebook. No. This is a point solution, but it solves so many other things, mm. which is that we've taken away some of the escalation of other ill health. When we go look at the conference stand, that was also about taking away some of the complexities that come up before. When we look at thread care, we've taken away some of the complexities that come up before. When we go look at the Central Park project in Ho Chi Minh City, we're signalling and taking away the complexities of explaining how sustainability is important and what the public realm will look like to help people in, in communicating that. And then when we go look at Neuro, we're taking away some of the complexity of managing buildings there. That's really what good design should do, is help people to accelerate into the future and take away some the of the complexity. complexity. A beautiful summary. Oh, look I at got you. there so in the end for you, you. you? <laughs> Listeners, look, this has been so much joy to go do this again. As we say, make sure you go look at the show notes here. Um, there's all of the projects that we've talked about are here, plus the other 20 that are in the collection. Kirsten, it's been an absolute joy doing this with you. Always, Mark. We're counting down. We've only got two more collections oh, wow. to go for the year. Christmas. Oh, Isn't my goodness. It? I know. We're, we're, it just seems crazy. Listeners, thank you for your time. And never forget to be driven by design. For a better future.